welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. I'm Deborah, and as always, I'm here with Tracy. And today, hi. 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 So uh, last week, we talked about the importance of a coaching agreement. And so this week is a little bit of a follow-up to that. We want to talk about when is enough enough and setting those professional boundaries with clients. So the agreement is one of those, but Tracy, let's just start off at the top. Why are professional boundaries so important for divorce coaches just at a high level? Yeah, I think one of the things that we need to recognize as professional practicing divorce coaches is that it's about professional expectations, professional expectations and boundaries we set for ourselves in the work that we do with clients in our practice, as well as the development of policies and procedures and how you are managing your practice, right? So so that means everything from Yes, starting off with your consult calls, the expectation of how long a consult call is. Are you coaching in a consult call? What does that look like? What is the end time, right? Leading into the coaching agreement, leading into cancellation policies, and and, and, and we'll go into the detail, but it's really about setting that expectation both for yourself and the work that you do as a coach, as well as being able to clearly delineate that to your clients. So they're clear in understanding what those expectations are and, and, and how you run your practice. And it's an important piece because if it's missed, right, then those boundaries are trampled all over and there's frustration on the coach's part. Why is this happening? And then to go back and try to fix it is really difficult. It's really difficult, right? That's one of the ways we always know a boundary is missing is if we feel resentful, angry, put upon Hmm. those things. So when when we're feeling those things coming up, that means, uh uh-oh. Right. And we can talk about boundaries in in general. And we have a great course on boundaries in the on-demand library. Um, But let's start off with that consult call, right? Because we teach people how to treat us from the moment we start working together. Absolutely. So consultation call, discovery call, whatever you call it. Um, If your call is scheduled for 11, please show up at 11. If your call is scheduled for 30 minutes and at 30 minutes, I hear new coaches say, oh, it was supposed to be a 20 minute call, but I couldn't get her off the phone for an hour. Right. right? And, and what that says to me is, is right. The coach hasn't made a clear understanding in their own mind as to what the intention and the purpose of that console call is. So when those 
consultations, those discovery sessions, which are often complimentary, most divorce Mm -hmm. coaches offer a complimentary consultation, they turn into coaching sessions. Exactly. And and they're giving away stuff that they would be doing with the client if the client then so hired them. Correct. So how do you how do you manage that expectation? Um, and again, we've got a, a class on a consult call, but it's <clears throat> essentially, if it's a consultation, this is a um, an are we a good fit conversation? Mm-hmm. And there's no coaching. There's no free resources. There's mm-hmm. If it's 30 minutes, right, at about the 23-minute mark, you start saying, right, This has been a great conversation. I've really enjoyed getting to know you. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure since we only have a few moments left, right, that you have a chance to ask any questions you might have about how we would work together. Yep. What that might look like. Right. What the intention is and and the clarity that has to be achieved is amongst the coach themselves. If they're allowing... In their session, the client to walk down various paths and start moving into a coaching scenario rather than a consultation, which is really a sales call. It's a sales you call. Sharing, you are sharing information about the work that you do mm-hmm. and, and hearing a little from the client in terms of what offerings, what services that might be a good fit for them that you mm-hmm. can offer. Exactly. So. You know, the way I work that is if someone starts to ask me direct advice on a parenting plan or should I keep the house or, well, you know, if we were to have the opportunity to work together. Absolutely. The first few steps we might take to try to get you some uh, data to help you make that decision is we would do one, two, and three. Yeah. Um, right. Step uh, parenting process. Yeah. Right. Parenting Absolutely. plan. Yeah. Um, if we were to work together, what we would do is identify your priorities. If you've got documentation that you think would support blah, 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 blah. Absolutely. But I don't tell them anything. Okay. Absolutely. So you start with that consult call, start on time and on time. It is a, are we a good fit? Unless you've offered it as a coaching call, in which mm-hmm. case that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it should be them screening you and you screening them to say, are we a good fit? And I offered you 30 minutes and we're done at 30 minutes. Yes. Every other professional does that. So boundary work at when there's about three minutes left, I say, I tell the client that we have three minutes left and then I'm going to have to hop off our call. Yeah. Again, when is enough enough? Right. right. So what is the intention, what is the goal in ensuring that the coach is utilizing their time and their practice management mm-hmm. to not then feel we hear all the time to have new coaches yeah. who spend hours every day doing discovery sessions. These are complimentary. These are free, right? right? So the divorce coach's time is being dedicated to all of this, but very little turnover in terms of creating and converting those potential clients into actual paying clients. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we hear, I hear consistently is that they sort of were giving away you know, the, the, what's the saying? You're giving away the store, the far, giving the away farm. the, <laughs> yeah, 
I know there's some saying, I just can't mean, yeah. from my brain right now, but they're, they're basically offering free services, yeah. which then the client, then potential client then says, Oh, okay. I got the information I need. Therefore I'm, I'm moving on. I'm right? moving on. And, and yeah. we don't withhold, but we are still providing a service. Right. And let's talk about if you schedule this session and you say, I offer a 20 minute consultation and you stay on the phone with that client for an hour, hour and 15 minutes, and they do choose to work with you. What expectation have you set now for future work for future work? Right. So what other policies or boundaries of yours are they going to respect going forward? So your session time is 50 minutes. They're not going to expect you to get off the phone with them at 50 minutes. They're going to expect 90 because your 20 minute consult call was an hour. So why would my 50 minute session be 50 minutes? So start those boundaries early, right? So they're really grounded. Yeah. And they're really grounded in your policies and procedures, being clear on how are thinking about all of these things, right? right? Really seriously thinking when we're talking about practice development, right? Mm -hmm. And establishing those boundaries, they're really procedures. How are you managing procedurally these uh, circumstances, these issues, these clients, this work in your practice? And, and, And we could easily then move to the next biggest hot topic on that in terms of clients, uh, coaches not establishing clear cut boundaries, procedures is in cancellations and rescheduling. Yes. It's, it's often the next thing that comes up aside from extended long consultations. We hear coaches speak about, you know, clients that have canceled and then canceled. And even though they had a cancellation policy, they didn't implement the cancellation policy. They didn't uphold their client to that cancellation policy. So basically when they get frustrated by it and they have to come now back and say, okay, well, I'm going to have to charge you for that session that you didn't show up for, or that you canceled uh, within that timeframe, they're going to be like, well, what? You didn't do that last week or the week before, or the week before that. Yes, exactly. So consistency, right? Mm-hmm. If yeah. if you're a shopping at the grocery store with your toddler and they have all that delicious candy at the checkout and every third or fourth time you will give in and give your kid the M&Ms, well, they're going to behave. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have a tantrum every time because the chances are 25% that it's going to work. Yeah. Right. So you're teaching them this might work. Go ahead and try it. Right. So cancellation and rescheduling. Right. Meeting frequency. Some people require weekly meetings, biweekly meetings. What arrangement do you have? So, again, this is all wrapped up in your coaching agreement that procedurally you need to think about. For me, I work in packages with my clients of six sessions. Those packages are only good for a year. Mm-hmm. You should be using your successions in a year. If you don't, I'm happy to offer you a new package, but I Absolutely. don't extend that. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as you said, a lot of this can be covered in the coaching agreement and should be well thought out. I've also seen um, great FAQs 
right? Yes. In addition to, in addition to sharing, right? If you, if some of this stuff can't be included in your coaching agreement, you don't want this extended long coaching agreement, yep. right? There, you could reference back in your coaching agreement, some of mm-hmm. the practice procedures, which then can be shared as an FAQ. Yep. Or other other means of of having that written for the client to be able to reference to. So then, one of the other things that Deb, you and I were talking about is clients are not our friends; they're clients. I know that coaches develop very very strong interpersonal relationships. A coaching client relationship is a very strong, powerful relationship. But then when coaches blur those lines, right, and then do not uphold their own policies and procedures, what is that saying to the client? Sort of what you were talking about, about that child going through the grocery line with the candy, mm-hmm. that, that it's blurred lines. Mm-hmm. And then I think we lose the impact of that coaching relationship when those lines are blurred. Yeah, agreed. And I would also challenge a little, the coaches to have a little self-reflection. If you are having difficulty keeping to your session time, charging the cancellation fee that's in your agreement, if you are having trouble implementing these boundaries, I would I would ask you to self-reflect and say, are you having trouble also implementing boundaries in other areas of your life? Mm. Because that's typically what I see is somebody who has trouble putting professional boundaries in place is is having trouble doing it in other areas of their life as well, right? Because more more than likely, and we've talked about this many times before, and that is the, the idea that someone can violate your boundaries is a misnomer. Mm-hmm. You can violate your Preach own boundaries. <laughs> you can violate your own boundaries, right? But no one else can violate your boundaries. If you are still feeling resentful, angry, and put upon, what that means is that the boundary you have in place is not effective and you need to reconsider. Now, one of those things you can reconsider, and we talked about this in episode nine, is firing that client. Yeah. So if that's, if you've ever gotten a real boundary pusher, somebody who really, no matter what boundary you've set, kind Mm -hmm. of doesn't want to treat you in the way that you expect, that's Mm -hmm. an option. So go back and listen to episode nine and go through that. Um, Another thing that I think comes up a lot in terms of those professional boundaries is out of session support. Yes. Uh, 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 Another very blurry line for many coaches. Yeah, absolutely. So when are you available? What kind of response time are you talking to your clients about? Do you have limits as far as how much phone time, email time, texting time you're offering between sessions? Yes, 
Right. And a lot of coaches we do know, you know, we spoke about the different ways of shaping your practices in terms of offering Mm -hmm. uh, sessions versus offering packages versus offering programs. A lot of coaches do offer sort of a concierge level of service in which a package Mm -hmm. is purchased where the clients have access to the coach in between uh, scheduled sessions for intermittent email, text, phone support. Again, another really serious thought process. You might have clients who don't necessarily, you know, misuse that, but you might get one client who does, who's ringing you at 2 a.m., mm-hmm. right? who's trying to break through sessions of yours on your phone, right? So what does that look like? Clearly thought out. And the, and the best way to do this is really to sit down and think as the coach, all potential scenarios, right? right? Even if you've never experienced them with a client, what if, what could be, right? And then think about how would you in your practice like to establish professional procedures and how to handle that? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it could look different for everybody, right? right. Some people might say 12 hours a, a return tax. Some people might say 24 hours, right? And, and, and again, it could be defined by yourself. By and yourself. Working, yeah. What's working for you in your practice. But the most important thing is to actually think about it. Think about it and, and define it, right? Define is it, it one hour per month? of of out-of-session support, whether that's phone and email or document review or whatever it is, or is it unlimited and price accordingly, right? Yep. And be reflective in terms of the work that you're doing. And again, and how you define it as well as communicate it to your clients, because it might exist in your head, Mm -hmm. right? You might know how you're going to handle it, but if you don't communicate that to your client in terms of your professional practice procedures, then Mm -hmm. the chances of them knowing they're not mind readers either. So they're going to be violating it, which then you're going to be frustrated and overwhelmed as the coach. Right. And then you need to say, okay, what do I want to do about it? And maybe it is a conversation with the client. And I've certainly had these where they don't need a whole session. What they want is help writing emails or a quick review of a document or something else. And so uh, I'll reach out. What we'll agree to is to use one of their sessions in lieu of my time to do the support work they want. Fine. But I have no trouble reaching out saying, hey, this is getting, this is getting to the point where this is taking a lot of my time. So rather than us have a session, how about I do this? And they say, sure, they understand. Absolutely. And and again, thinking about that, that's a perfect scenario, right? A lot of coaches work in the arena of reviewing texts, helping them implement those BIF and EAR statements Absolutely. and managing conflict. I added it as an add-on to my okay. services. 
right? So that's a new, another way of looking at. So, so I, I know we have to wrap up. We don't ever have enough time to, to really get it all out. Um, but I encourage coaches, right? To sit back, think about your practice, think about potential scenarios, think about scenarios that have come up. What frustrates you? What do you feel that you need to spotlight in terms of your own practice and procedures and professional boundaries to identify those, to define those, and then to make a determination and how you're going to communicate those to your clients. So your clients are aware, which then hopefully will minimize the level of frustration, both on your part, as well as your clients, so that you can actually put the attention that you have into doing what you need to do to build your practice and have success with your clients. And if you've defined all that and you're having trouble holding to it, you've defined your cancellation policy, but you're having trouble charging the fee. You've said it's a 30-minute consult call and you're having trouble shutting the conversation down come to the case consult group. Let us help you feel your own sense of professionalism, right? And kind of work through that imposter syndrome that is getting in your way of doing that. Yes. Yeah. The the case consultation group is all about championing coaches' success through the supportive process of talking about these issues. I can't, I don't know, Debbie, I've said it a million times and and my listeners here, I, I hope you're not getting tired of it, but no professional divorce coach should be out there practicing without the support of a professional place where you can engage in case consultation and reflective practice for your own best self as a coach for your own professional practice and well-being. So check it out. Check it out. All right. We'll see you next week. We can't can't wait. And uh, maybe we'll talk about something a little more interesting next week, but we've (laughs) just been, we've been all over the business side of the agreement and the expectations. So we hope you found it helpful and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching. 